All right, we're on the prowl with Professor Hot Sauce. I am, of course, your host, Professor Hot Sauce. We're flying solo today. This COVID-19 is fucking bullshit. It really affects a guy, especially a single guy, and what he can do with his life. And thankfully, I just finished fixed my podcast gear, so I'm going to dedicate a lot of time to uh, to getting some podcasts up. In fact, I was so excited about this, I decided to have a few drinks on Wednesday and said, you know what, got a great idea for a show, I'm going to talk about some good Vegas stories. And three hours later, I was wasted, drunk by myself, although to be fair, if you guys are out there listening to me, am I actually drunk by myself? I don't know. Anyway. I re-listened to the podcast, and I was like, oh, my God. There's three fucking hours of this? Where? And I only got half the stories that I wanted to get out of from, from these Vegas uh, trips. So I still want to do some stories about Vegas. So we're going to do that tonight. I hope that this is a reasonable amount of time. Uh, <laughs> but who knows? We might be, we might be sitting and editing for, for quite some time. So I'm going to talk about the craziest trip that I've ever taken to Vegas. I don't even know how long ago this was. But this was the trip that maybe Professor Hot Sauce was born. So a lot of people often ask me, you know, is that, is that a persona? Are you a different person? And I mean, to some extent, I guess maybe a tad of uh of a persona but at the same time you know a lot of the stuff is uh is who i am as well so we're going to talk about the time vegas turned me into a slut for four days so this was a wild trip i remember that and this this was between the years of 2012 and 2016 it's like a five-year time frame and I went there so much. Some of these stories blur together and they're just so fucking crazy. So I remember the first time, or sorry, not the first time, but the day we were, we were going there, my friends were already there. So it was quite a large group and I was sitting at home and this was when, I don't know if Snapchat was around but I remember getting videos. I think Snapchat had like just come out. And I'm getting videos from my friends just absolutely shit-faced in the middle of the afternoon. Meanwhile, I'm at work, just hating my life, ready to get to Vegas. These guys have already been there a day. And they're just sending me these pictures of doing stupid shit. And I'm just thinking to myself, my God, I cannot wait to get down there. So I get there on a Friday. I... Take a flight after I'm done work. So it was like 6 p.m. I take this flight. And so I arrive in Vegas at like 8 or 9 o'clock. Now to get my bags, check into the hotel, all this other shit. It's taken a little while. It's now about 10 o'clock on a Friday night on the Strip. So shit's going to get wild. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting these snaps from my buddies already. And I want to go party. So I send out a message to the boys. And they're like, Get your ass to Carnival Court right now. In fact, I don't even think that was said. It was like usual spot. So Carnival Court, and one of my good friends, uh, we have a very soft spot for that bar. We've had some pretty wild times. And 
we had already been on a trip where we had had uh, quite the crazy stories. But I remember getting there. And as soon as I get there, I cannot find these guys. And they're not checking their phones. They're having a good time at the lounge. I probably get there around 11, 11.30. So it's actually just starting to get good. And I show up and I see, I see these two good friends of mine. And this other guy I've never met in my life. And they're just jumping around, you know, like that drunk friend. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to go catch up. So I'm like, all right, let's get two Jack and Cokes. So $45 later, I get two drinks in Vegas. So that's the shitty part about Vegas is when you go to a, when you go to a club or a lounge, you pay literally $20 US a drink. Meanwhile, you take five steps out and you go to a slot machine in one of the casinos and you pay whatever you gamble by the time a waitress comes to see you goes back to the bar and brings you a drink so the smart move would have actually been to leave the bar sit down by a slot machine get like a double or a really stiff poured drink and give a good tip to the to the waitress and then go back into the club but whatever I didn't really want to leave. It was a good time. So there's four of us guys and the one guy I'd never met. And so my one buddy says, oh, Professor Hot Sauce is here. I got to introduce you guys. There's these three women that are like, hey, these three girls, we all know them. We had no idea they were going to be here, uh, but we just walked in and and we found these girls. So they were from the same city that my two buddies uh, were, were from. And I lived in a different city than them. And my one friend... He says, all right, and we're going to call, we're going to call this friend, Chad. So Chad, he tells him, he's like, professor hot sauce is the equivalent of you. So we'll call, uh, we'll call the, the girl number one, Darcy. So Darcy, according to Chad, Darcy is the most fun female that he's ever met in his life. And he says, there is nobody more fun than Darcy here. And Professor Hot Sauce, I, I've been telling her all night, like, she's got to meet you because you two are the biggest partiers and the biggest life of the party and most fun people of each gender I've ever met. And I was like, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for setting the expectations fucking way too high. Like, I can't live up to that shit. Like, I mean, yeah, sure. I, I know how to party. I know how to have a good time. But when you say I'm the most fun guy in the fucking world... You're doing that whole over-promising, under-delivering. So in my mind, I'm like, fuck. These guys are all drunk as shit. I come completely sober. And I'm already fucking annoyed. So you know how it is when you hang out with your drunk friends and they're just being, like, ridiculously stupid? Like, these guys have been drinking all day. I mean, good on them. They're in Vegas on a Friday. I would be doing the same shit. But I show up completely sober. and, And truth be told... I was kind of a Debbie Downer that night. That first night, I was just kind of like super annoyed with my buddies because they were having fun with these three girls who I'd never met. So Chad, it was actually his, uh, it was actually his wedding and uh, he was getting married like in a, in a day or two or whatever. And we were just out partying. And then my other two buddy, well, the one guy I'd never met. So my other buddy, uh, we'll call him Steven. Steven was just drunk as shit. And he had a girl all over him. And this girl was like an eight or a nine. And she was very good looking. I was like, what is going on here? So let's call this girl Taylor. 
So I'm just like, hey, Steven, what's the deal with Taylor here? He's like, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on here. I, I'm awkward with women. What can I tell you? I was like, all right, whatever. And then our this other guy was another guy in the videos that I'd just been getting to meet. So I was just kind of like, like, I don't know what to do here. Like, I'm trying to catch up and I'm trying to be on the same level, but I just can't. So that very first night, I never really uh, got onto to their level and they were kind of all over the place. So I kind of, I went on my own little, uh, little tour and I actually met a few other different groups of people. So I kept going back to the bar and being like, all right, I need to catch up with my friends here. So I kept getting more rounds of Jack, more rounds of Jack and uh, carnival court. It has that kind of flare bar. So when you pay them, oftentimes, especially if you give them a good tip, they'll take five minutes to get you a drink. Cause they'll do all this flare bartending. They'll be flipping around the bottles. They'll be shaking it up in, in their mixers and then they'll be pouring drinks and, uh, Sometimes they get a whistle out and they'll start doing shots around the bar. So meanwhile, you have time to actually chat with some other people who are also at the bar. So myself being a very outgoing guy, there's these two girls that are standing next to me. And I'm just like, you know what? I fucking love this shit, but I've seen it a million times. And right now I just really need a Jack and Coke. And they're kind of like, what's going on? You're on Vegas. You're at Vegas that Friday night. And I said, I know. This is going to be the worst pity party story you guys have ever heard. But I'm with my friends. I literally just flew into Vegas. They've been here already a day. And they're just annoying the shit out of me. And they're like, well, if you want to hang with us, you know, for a bit, whatever. Chill chill with us. I said, well, do you guys like to dance? And they're like, whoa, yeah. Usually we have to drag the guys on the dance floor. You're asking us if, if we want to go with the dance floor just so we, we're getting this straight. And I'm like... Oh yeah, I, I fucking love to try and tear up a, a dance floor. Let's as soon as I get this drink, let's go out there. So, anyways, I go out there, and for whatever reason, like a certain amount of time later, I find out that I'm making out with this girl. Now, at this point, I don't remember this, but I'm making out with her, and the next day, I don't really talk to my friends because they're kind of annoying me. So the next day, I wake up at the hotel and my buddy's sending me these pictures. He's like, who is this girl? I was like, what the fuck is that? And there's this picture of me making out with her. And I was like, all right, I don't, I don't remember that. I remember kind of ditching you guys and then I couldn't find you cause it was too crowded. And I just kind of did my own thing. So sorry guys. So that was night one. It was a really short night. Didn't have a super great time as what I would normally do with, with my buddies. Uh, but there was actually more that I found out later that also happened that night. So I ended up somehow getting pretty drunk and my buddy Chad later on in the trip sent me all these photos. So we have a, uh, Facebook messenger group, just a boys chat type of thing. And he said, you know, these are for your record, sir. And he sends me these two pictures and it's just me making out with these girls. I'll probably post these on uh, either my Instagram or, or Facebook because I, I have so many of these of uh, what they look like. So I have photos from these nights and I was like, when did this happen? But they jog some memories. So later on in this trip, we'll, we'll get to how some conversations ended up happening. So I made out with, a, with two or three girls 
night one. So then the second day, as I mentioned, we were there for a wedding. Chad's getting married. So, of course, when you're in Vegas, you got to do a fucking bachelor party. And let me tell you this. I've been on a few bachelor parties in Vegas. They are insanely fun. In fact, I'm going to do this. I think I've spoken about this many times. And I still want to do it. And, you know, part of the part of the reason I'm talking about this is I was actually supposed to be in Las Vegas for a bachelor party in April of this year. But fucking COVID. So during the NFL draft, me and 12 other guys were supposed to be down in Vegas. And we had, oh, man. I was going to take my podcast gear down there. Probably we're going to do some live podcasting. But this bullshit fucked it up. So fuck you, COVID. That's all I got to say about that. So anyway, this was the first time that I'd ever been on a bachelor party in Vegas. And there was about 20 guys. So what we did is the great thing about Vegas is you just walk down the strip. You can go into a Walgreens or any other convenience store and just pick up like a case of beer. So we're just walking down the street. If you've ever been to Vegas, there's all these street performers. Now, some of them are legit. Like you got, you got the, the dancers who, you know, crowds will form and they do some really good shit. Then you got guys who are dressed up like Transformers probably just came out around that time. But there's guys, Transformers like Bumblebee and all these other guys just wearing costumes. We ran into Mario and Luigi and I still have a photo of this. Of us just walking down the strip. My one buddy has a case of Bud Light. And we're just shotgunning beers. All bachelor party. And what one of the guys did was he came up with this idea called uh, strip bar golf. So what you have is you have this scorecard. And you get scores based on what you do. So, you know, you got bogey. You see, if you can't finish a drink by the time you have to leave, you get a bogey. And it's like five or ten minutes. Like it's a short period of time. Uh, you get a par if you do a drink and a shot within the allotted time. You get a birdie if you do that, plus get the the groom a shot. And you get an eagle for, I don't know, like fucking a girl at the bar or something. Like it was stupid. But uh, it was basically undoable, obviously. So we play the first nine. I think it was only a nine-hole game. We play the first eight holes. And hole number nine is at the Spearmint Rhino. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with what the Spearmint Rhino is, it is one of those places where women will take off their clothes in exchange for currency, otherwise known as a gentleman's club or a strip club, if you will. So hole number nine is at the strip club. Now, again, there are scores for what you have to do. I haven't got an eagle yet. <laughs> and I'm like, if there's anywhere I'm going to get an eagle, it's at the Spearmint Rhino. Now, I had, I had never been. And in fact, at this point in time, I hated strip clubs. I hated strip clubs. And all my guy friends would be like, why do you hate strip clubs? I was like, it is, it is absolutely depraved men at its, at its finest. It's like a disgusting take on on uh, misogyny quite frankly and I kind of got on a bit of a soapbox my friends are like go get fucked like don't don't over fucking analyze this so I'd only been to a few strip clubs here in Canada that were pretty terrible and 
people would always say, well, why don't you like strip clubs? Like if we're going to like try and meet women here, that is the worst place to go because it's 98% guys and the other 2% are either married to a dude that's there or it's a bachelorette party and then they're there for like, they don't want to talk to dudes really. So we end up at the strip club and the first thing that just absolutely floored me was the fact that there's like 90 strippers in this club and it's just fucking massive and there's people everywhere. I lost all my friends. I, the, the, the moment I stepped foot in that place, like four strippers grabbed me. Like I had like fresh meat on, written on my face. They're like, this guy can't say no to a fucking female. There's no fucking way. Like we were going to take all his money. Now the thing that really sucks is I love to play poker in Vegas. So generally when I play poker is like between 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. Because that's when my buddies go to bed. And I'm like, well, I'm in Vegas. Like I don't really, I don't really sleep when I go to Vegas. So I generally play poker between 4 and 8 a.m. Now, maybe, fuck. So I had probably 1500 to $2,000 in my pocket when I go to the strip club. And these four women, like I said, they somehow usher me into the back room within minutes. And I have no idea how much a lap dance costs. Like, they're like, oh, it's 20 bucks a song. I was like, okay. I didn't realize that that was the in the regular area rate. So apparently, when I got back there, there was a song that was done. And then they bring over like a host and a bouncer. And they're like, all right, that's, uh, so here's the rules. It's 15 minutes for, a, it's $100 every 15 minutes. And you have to buy, you have to buy the lady a drink. <laughs> I'm like, what? No one told me this. No one t- told me that. And of course, I, I had already been there for 15 minutes. I'm like, all right, fuck, what do you want? So then I come, come over and there's a bill for $37. So again, just like the night before, at the club, they were $19. At the strip club, they're like 30 fucking five. And I was just like, oh my God, this is going to be a fucking expensive night. So we went there at like maybe 1231 AM because that was the ninth hole of the, the, the bachelor game. So I completely lose track of time. Now, when I told you that the strippers probably saw the look on my face and were like, this guy can't say no to naked women. They're kind of right. I sometimes have a problem with that. Uh, especially if I've been drinking, which, you know, we were on a bachelor party. So when I'm drunk and there's like literally a hundred naked women parading around near me, I'm not going to lie. Like I was fucking horny as hell. And so they're good at being con artists, certain strippers. I'm I'm not going to lie. And they know right all the games to play. They know the right things to play. And I remember the very first song when I went to pay her, she's like, you don't have to pay me all yet, but you have to pay me for the first 15 minutes. So I need a hundred dollars. So I remember going in my pocket and taking out my cash and I had like $1,500 bills on me. And she's like, Oh, what do we have here? And I was like, Oh fuck. Rookie move, rookie move. And I still, there's so many more stories about money and Vegas and stupid shit I've done. But she saw this. She saw I had at least $1,500 on me. And she's like, all right, 
Well, we're going to have some fun tonight. And, you know, there's certain rules at strip clubs. She definitely violated a, a few of them. But this one guy who had met on the bachelor party, he is looking across from me. And he has been there the whole time. And he's just looking at me and he's got his thumb up. And I'm just like, I don't fucking know if I want a thumbs up here. This is weird. This is a weird situation. Like, do two dudes look at each other while they're getting grinded on by naked women and all of a sudden are, are, are like, yeah, man, this is cool. But at that moment in time, I felt like it was the right thing to do. So we gave a high five. We, we exchanged a smile. This was literally the first time I ever met this fucking guy. There's more story about him later. So I completely lose track of time. And all of a sudden I get a text message. And it's from Chad. And Chad says to me, it's nice to know that you ditched me on my own fucking bachelor party. Nice to know who my fucking friends are. I'm just like, what the fuck is he talking about? Why would you say that? And I'm just, I'm like fuming. And so I text him back and I say, what the fuck are you talking about, man? I'm still here. I'm in the back room with, uh, uh, fuck, what do we, what do we call this guy? Um, we're going to call him, uh, we're going to call him Hulk. So I'm in the back with Hulk and I'm like, I'm still with Hulk here. And he starts laughing through text messages. He's like, you're in the back room still. He's like, we didn't see you from the time you got in. And I said, yeah, these girls ushered me into the back room. He's like, holy fuck, man. Do you realize how much you're paying there? I was like, yeah, I'm paying $100 every 15 minutes. And then he's like, hot sauce. It is 7 a.m. Get the fuck out of there. And all of a sudden, I'm just like, wait, what the fuck? It's 7 in the morning? I look at my phone and I'm just like, oh, my God. I've been in this fucking back room for like five to six hours how much is this gonna fucking cost me and i'm there with this actually i went through two different strippers so the second stripper all of a sudden i tell her i was like holy fuck like i gotta go all all my buddies are home and they're like oh well you know if you're out of money you can you can use your credit card and pull some money out of the atm and i'm like fuck you so i'm just like no i gotta go to bed so i end up getting ready to leave. And she's like, well, can you, uh, can you buy me a sandwich? I was like, well, how much money have I paid you tonight? And I can't remember how much it was, but it was, it was significant. It was well over a thousand dollars. I know that it was less than 2000, but it was over a thousand. So somewhere, somewhere in that range, I kind of lost track of the value money at some point. So at that point, she says, okay, well, I'm really hungry. Do you mind buying me a sandwich? And I'm just like, I just paid you like $1,500. I think you can afford a sandwich. And she just lost her fucking mind at me. She's like, you're an asshole. I'm like, what What do you mean I'm an asshole? She's like, I thought you were a gentleman. I didn't realize you're the same as all these other fucking guys. I was like, what does that mean? She's like, well, I just wanted a sandwich. I thought it would be a nice gesture. So after taking $1,500 of my money, she was still able to like con a sandwich out of me at fucking seven in the morning. And to me, to this day, that is still the part of the story that drives me wild. That was, she was still able to convince me to buy her a fucking sandwich. Like I couldn't fucking believe that. So anyways, I was like, all right, well, where do we get a sandwich? She's like, come to the bar with me. So we go to the bar and she's holding my hand. I'm like, fuck, I'm holding the stripper's hand at seven in the morning. And all of a sudden I walk out and I I find my buddy's brother-in-law also holding a hand with a stripper. And we look at each other. We both just shake our heads. 
And it's just like, oh my God, how did we both fall into this trap? So eventually we go home. And the next morning I go to, I go to Caesars and I go play poker because I was so fucking mad that I gave all that money away. And I, <laughs> I started to win some of it back. And the entourage of boys came to uh, Caesars and they're like, oh my God, hot sauce. Did you hear what happened with Hulk last night? And I was like, well, I mean, we were both, we were both in the back room till like seven in the morning. So what's up? And they said, okay, well, here's the story. So Hulk went back to his hotel, went to bed. He's married. So Hulk's married. So he wakes up. His wife finds a debit receipt or an ATM receipt, I guess, for $2,500 plus a $50 transaction fee. So it costs you $50 to pull out money at the strip club. And she loses her mind. And she's like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, well, it's Chad's bachelor party. We got to buy the guys some drinks and some lap dances. So they're telling me about how he got, like, he basically cannot leave the hotel room for the rest of the Vegas trip because he's, he's in the doghouse. And when I, they're like, so he spent $2,500. How much did you spend? I was just like, holy fuck. I didn't spend that much. I know for a fact I didn't spend that much because I know I only I did I know I didn't take cash out and I only paid what I had in my pocket, but that was pretty close to gone when I when I got back. So I was just like, holy fuck. So we came together as a group and we figured out we spent somewhere between fifteen to twenty thousand dollars in that strip club that night. And I was just like, Holy fuck. We are a bunch of losers. Like we're we're that captivated by naked women that we just make those financial fucking disastrous mistakes. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, it's a good story now that this is like five to seven years later, whenever the fuck this was. So that was day two. So I was like, all right, whatever. Now, day three was the night of Chad's wedding. So this got a little crazy. So while everyone else was doing pictures and prepping for the ceremony, I went to a pool party and I met up with these two girls. The two girls I got pictures from, from the first night, they were both at this same pool. I don't know if it was Flamingo or Planet Hollywood, but, uh, there was this massive pool party, DJs, full nine yards. It was off the hook, unreal. And I, I ran into these girls, and, and this one group, they were pointing me out to their friend, and then she didn't realize what was going on. And all of a sudden, she says, did I make out with you? And I was like, yeah, we, we made out. And she's like, oh, sorry. I made out with a lot of people that night. She's like, I made out with like six or seven people. I was like, holy fuck, I feel fucking special now. It's like, whatever. She's there for a good time. And then I ran into these other two girls, the other one that I made out with that I had a picture with. And they're like, hey, hot sauce, what happened to you the first night? Like, we made agreements for you to come back to the to the hotel room and all this kind of stuff. Like, we, we lost you. I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, my my memory's a little bit hazy here. What what happened? She's like, well, you don't remember what, what happened that first night? I was like, no. And she's like, all right, well, I think... I think you should go back to your hotel room 
and you should listen to the message that we left you. And I was like, what do you mean message? How do you know which, which hotel room I was in? And I was like, they were like, well, you were here with us the first night. And then we called your hotel room to come party with us. And then we thought you just ditched us because you were here hanging out. And they're like, you really don't remember anything. I was like, no. She's like, all right, well, you got to go listen to that message. So I go back to the hotel room and I tell the boys, I say, hey, guys, do you remember any girls ever being here? So this is another part of the story I got to tell is that the four of us all stayed in the same hotel room together. And I was like, all right, apparently they left a phone message. Did anyone listen to it? And so we look in the, in the room and of course our, our phone's flashing, has that little light on it. We're like, oh, I thought this was like fucking room service or the front desk or something calling. It's like, well, let's listen to this, this message. So we pick up the, the hotel room phone and all of a sudden click on it. And it's like to listen to messages plus blah, blah, blah. So all of a sudden. I pick up this message and it's like, hot sauce, you were sexy tonight. You got two hot girls just ready to fuck you in room so-and-so at this hotel. And I was just like, what the fuck? And all the guys are like, wait a second. What happened to you that first night? Like you were, you weren't around. And then all of a sudden you were gone. And I was like, oh my God, what the fuck happened? So I saw these girls again later on in the day after I listened to this message. And I was like, what happened that first night? (laughs) And she was like, well, you came, you came back. We had some drinks and we had some fun, but you don't remember anything about that night. And I was like, I honestly, I honestly don't. Sorry. And they're just like, well, I guess you'll just have to imagine what actually happened then. Because if you less if you listen to that message, maybe you can put some some lines together. And I was just like, "What the fuck?" So to this day, I still don't know to what extent things went down. But apparently, I went back to their hotel room and just have like zero idea as to what happened with these two girls. And I still don't know. So this third day is Chad's wedding, and at Chad's wedding, I'm just kind of like, "Okay, well, whatever." One of the other guys who was on this trip, again, never met this guy. Or I have, but uh, only a handful of times, I guess, prior. So when we did our bachelor strip club game, uh, all the women also were doing a simultaneous bachelorette party. But obviously, we didn't want to cross paths. So they had it scheduled so that they would be going to different places at different times. And one of the girls who was actually in the wedding party... I guess was complaining about her last nights of being single and all her friends were like, and let's call this girl, uh, let's call her Stephanie. They're like, Stephanie, you're married. You have three kids. What are you talking about making the best of your last single nights? She's like, I just, I don't want, I'm not ready to be tied down. And they're like, you have been married for five years and you have three kids. Like you are tied down. What the fuck are you talking about? And one of the the husband's sisters is in this limo ride together. So the reason I'm telling the story is during the day of uh, our buddy Chad's wedding, she is all over this, this friend of mine who 
is just looking at me like, hey, hot sauce, save me. Take this girl. Land on this grenade for me. Just please take her away. I've got a girlfriend back home. I can't, like, I can't get any of this back. I want nothing to do with her. But, like, she's constantly around me. She just won't leave me the fuck alone. Like, what What am I supposed to do here? And I'm like, dude, like, I'm, I'm not interested in her at all. But, like, let me know what I can try and do. So I try and talk to her. And she wants nothing to, to do with me. So that was a good fucking hit to the ego. I'm just like, all right, well, she wants nothing to do with me. So I'm just basically trying to pull him away from her. But doing it in a somewhat subtle way just by chatting with them and being like, hey, man, let's go dance. Let's go talk with uh, the mother and father of the bride and groom or whatever. Anything to try and pry him away from her. But it's just she would follow like that little puppy dog. (laughs) And if you've ever seen Wedding Crashers, it's like Isla Fisher kind of crazy. Like she would say, ah, we're never going to leave because I'd find you. She was just absolutely batshit crazy. And I would hear the shit she would say to him. She's like, I just want to suck your dick so bad right now. That's all I want to do. That's the only thing I want to do tonight. And he's telling me this. I was like, I was there, dude. I heard all of it. Like, this is nuts. I can't believe this is actually happening. And so he was doing anything he could to try and get away from her. But he just couldn't shake her. So finally, he had to say, listen, I've told you multiple times I have a girlfriend back home. I am not going to cheat on her. Even if I was going to cheat on her, I wouldn't cheat on her with you. So just get that straight. This is never going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, this is bad. This is this is drama at the wedding. So I'm trying to do my best to, you know, keep, keep them separated. And then, you know, I'm kind of telling a few people being like, hey, this is going down right now. We got to, we got to step up and and do something here. So word gets back to the groom and it's like, all right, well let's do the fucking bouquet toss and let's do the garter belt shit thing that you do at a wedding. So they toss a bouquet and the one girl who gets it is one of the bridesmaids and she looks fucking phenomenal. She was a girl that I had been eyeing up for, for pretty much the whole day. And then we do the uh, the old garter toss. And yours truly, I'm going to say if there's one thing I'm good in life, like I think, let's say I've been to 50 weddings, I've probably got like 20 to 25 garters. Like I run that shit. I know how to... I know how to position myself when the guys turn around and they do the slingshot. I can see the angle. I can see the, uh, you know, measure the uh, air resistance, the air density, and the path it's going to travel uh, based on the force and how far their fingers are. You know, I know, sh- I know some physics shit. So I'm good at catching garters, and I'll try way harder. I'll knock fuckers down to get that shit. So I get the garter. So then I get surprised by this thing that I didn't know was even a thing. But all of a sudden, the dude's like, all right, well, now time for the reinsertion of the garter. So, you know, when they do the garter toss, the groom gets on his legs, goes under the bride's dress and takes the garter off with with his teeth. Well, apparently, in this so-called reinsertion of the garter, the guy who catches the garter has to go to the girl that caught the bouquet and put the garter 
on her leg. And I was like, okay, this is happening. And so she's on a chair. She's kind of got this wry smile and I don't know her at all. And I'm like, okay, well, how do we want to do this? Because I mean, this is a little bit awkward, but if we want to make this epic, I will totally just put this back on you using my teeth. And I think it would be pretty fucking awesome if we did that. And she's like, you do whatever you want to do down there. And I was like, (laughs) okay, that's an interesting comment. So then I end up putting this garter back using my teeth and I purposely fumble a few times just to be like, all right, let's see. uh, Let's see if we can kind of stay down and kind of play it up to the crowd a little bit. And so I get it back on and then we go have a few drinks and a few of the boys come around and they're all like, you guys are going to fuck tonight. And I was just like, whoa, like we've literally not said a word. And they're all like, well, when you were under her dress, you should have seen the look on her face. And we know you and we know that you're going to, you're going to fuck her tonight. I was just like, all right, well, I'm glad you guys know more of that about that than me. So anyway, later on that night, we chat a bit and it turns out her parents have a timeshare in Vegas. So she says, Hey, why don't you, well, actually what the fucked up thing about this was her sister suggested, why don't you go back with my sister back to my parents' timeshare and make sure that she's okay. Cause I trust you. I trust that you'll, you'll look after. And I was like, well, you're her sister. Why don't you do it? And she's like, no, 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 you do it. You take her back. And I'm just like, uh, all right. So anyway, we get in the cab and I'm like, all right, where the fuck are we going? She's like, we're going to Henderson or Tuscany or some fucking, like, it's not even fucking close to the strip where we're going. So we get in this cab and she's like, we're going to this address. So like 15 minutes later, we end up at this house. I'm just like, okay, well, what are we doing here? And she's like, you want to go swimming? And I was like, well, don't want to point out the obvious here, but neither is that have uh, swimsuits. So we just come from a wedding. So I'm, we're both wearing fucking dress clothes. And what she does is she's wearing this long backless dress. She unties her dress and it's kind of around her neck at the top. And She's walking into the pool and her dress just like falls off her body. And all of a sudden she's just in a thong. That's it. Nothing else. And then she looks back at me and she's like, you coming or what? I'm just like, yeah, yeah. uh, That, that convinced me to, to go in the pool. So we go in the pool and if you've ever seen showgirls, I swear to God, the next like two, three hours was that scene in showgirls where, they're fucking in the pool. So we're getting it on in the pool. And I swear to God, it's like three, four hours. It it was probably some of the best sex I've, I've ever had. Anyway, she's like, all right, we got to go to bed. So I go back into the house. I realize there's a lot more shoes than there had been previously. I'm like, oh, fuck. Her parents are here. So... Go back to the bedroom, sleep for like an hour or two. It's like six in the morning. I wake up. 
I'm like trying to push her and shove her. She's kind of snoring and she is just out cold. I'm like, I want to get the fuck out of here. I don't want some awkward situation where her parents wake up, her, her sister sees me here. So I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge. Now at this point I had about 1% battery on my cell phone. So I'm like, okay, what the fuck? So I get out the house and it's Vegas. It's like August. It's like 75 fucking degrees Celsius. It's ridiculous. And it's six in the morning. So I'm in my fucking wedding clothes and I'm like, oh my God, that's like 10 kilometers away in a strip. I look in, it's like a different fucking city. It's like on the horizon. So I'm walking in this fucking suburb of Vegas. It's six in the morning. And all of a sudden I see a group of like eight men. I'm like, okay, what kind of, what kind of group of guys roams in Vegas at six in the morning? I'm like, I got to find a fucking, well, so what I did is I actually phoned my buddy. I phoned like six guys and they're all obviously sleeping except one guy. And he's like, I haven't fucking went to bed yet. I'm so fucking drunk. I'm so blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, well, you're not going to help me. So my phone died while I was on having a conversation with him. I was like, I got to find a fucking convenience store. So I found a 7-Eleven or a Max or a Kmart or something like that. And I get a phone book. I call a cab. It was like a $50 cab ride to get back to this trip. I go back. I go to bed for a few hours. I wake up and my buddies are just fucking ripping me the next day. They're like hot sauce. How does it feel to know that my father-in-law walked into his own house and there was some dude fucking his daughter in their pool? How do you feel about that? I was like, no, there's no way. There's no way. They're like, well, how do we know about this story then? They came back at 3.30 in the morning and they said, there's two people in the pool and uh, they saw you. So I don't know if this was uh, true or not because he's the kind of guy that will pull it. But... uh, (sighs) That's a fucking weird thought in your head to know that these two parents may have saw me fucking their daughter in this pool. So then day four rolls around. Now that the wedding's over, it's time to relax. We go to this pool party. And now I'm just like, all right, whatever. Had a good week already. Had a good time. And... I remember at one point being in a cab with, with my, my one buddy and he says, you know what? You've had sex with more women on this trip than I've had in my entire life. And I said, well, I only know for one for sure. Those other two girls, it's sketchy at best. I was like super drunk. I don't remember what happened. I do remember going to their hotel room, but I, I don't remember. And he, he said, even so, he's like, you fucked more girls on this trip than I have my entire life. I was like, well, how many have you... Have you had? And he's like, well, I just got out of a really long-term relationship. And before her, there was one other. So it's two total. So I was like, all right. So we go back to this pool party. Again, it's just a fucking wild time. And of course, there's a lot of good-looking women there. And we went around just kind of chatting it up with everyone. We are having a good time. And this is one thing I'll say. I'm not going to say that this is 100% of the case, but I I will say it's a large percentage of the case. So that was, in in that timeline in my life, I was in the best shape of my my entire life. 
And I remember at the end of this trip getting photos from my buddy. And he sent me about 10 photos. And they're all photos of me and women either hugging them, getting kissed on the cheek, making out with them or whatever. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck happened this week? And he said, man, you don't remember half of this shit? Like, look at all these girls you're, you're making out with. And there's at least seven of them in these photos. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, you're a fucking, you're a fucking slut. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? What are you doing here? So the very last night, we go back to our favorite place, Carnival Court. Now, these three girls from the first night were also there. And uh, we had kind of been like, it felt like we were dating these girls. Like uh, Darcy, her and I, we would hang out every day and just kind of hang out, hang out. I would later find out that all three of these women were married. None of those three girls ever wore a wedding ring. So this is something I want to say right now, and I've experienced this a lot while I was in Vegas. If there's a group of guys that go down to Vegas without their significant others, or there's a group of women that go down to Vegas without their significant others, there is a very, very high percentage chance that someone in those groups are being unfaithful. And I'm not going to say that everyone's like that because there's a lot of people who are faithful, and I don't want to make that blanket statement. But when you have three girls who are all not wearing their wedding rings the entire time, and they were basically like dating three of us guys the, the entire time. Like anytime we went out, we would be dancing together or whatever. So this third night, I guess this is night four. This fourth night where we go back to Carnival Court. And now we're, now we're having a good time. We've kind of spent a few nights together. I didn't talk about the other times we were, we were hanging out, but... The one girl says to me, Taylor, she's like, man, I thought you were a complete asshole that first night you got here. And I was like, you know what? I'm sorry. Like, it was my first night here. You guys were all drunk, making some jokes. I have a very dry sense of humor. You probably thought I was serious, but, you know, it was, they were just, they're just stupid jokes. And they're like, yeah, no, we get it now. Like, you guys are cool. We like you guys. So we all went out and earlier in the day, we're all hanging out at the pool and Darcy and I, I remember at one point just grabbing her swimming trunks, her bottoms with my finger and like lifting her on top of my lap and putting my arms around her. And she was just kind of grinding her ass on me while we were sitting in the pool. And I'm just like, Oh fuck. I can't, I can't get out of this pool now because shit's happening to my body and it's going to be really embarrassing if I stand up. I was just like, all right, well, you got, you got to be here for a while. And she's like, oh, I can feel that. I know exactly what you're talking about. So at that point, she's like, hey, you know, I go to your city quite a bit. Why don't you give me your phone number? So another part of the story is my phone had uh, accidentally been uh, jumped in to a pool with it being in my pocket along with my passport. So my phone was completely wrecked from earlier in the day. So I was like, ah, you know what? Earlier today, I jumped in the pool with my phone and my passport. So you're going to need to send it to, uh, to Steven. So she gives her phone number to Steven, but I never, ever heard from this girl again. But when we were that last night that we were there, she was just, 
kind of all over me, grinding on me, dancing with me. But we never actually went any further than that. And same with her friends. Her friends were with my buddies. And like there was some making out and stuff like that. And I said to my buddy, he's like, what's going on here? He's like, I have no fucking clue. I don't know what her deal is. And I was like, you realize that all three of these girls are married. And he's like, what? I was like, yeah, man. So we kind of ditched. They left. Be like, hey, nice meeting you girls. I wasn't done partying yet. I remember being on the dance floor still. And all of a sudden I look over and there's these two very good looking women. And again, I have pictures. These might, this might end up on the Instagram or Facebook. I don't know. I haven't decided which pictures of this trip I want to show. Some of them are pretty bad, but I want to show some of them from, from this trip, but uh, keep people anonymous in some, some fashion. But anyway, these two really good looking girls are standing beside me on the dance floor. And I was like, Hey, I got to ask you guys a question. They're like, yeah, go ahead. It's like, it must be fucking exhausting being a very attractive female and constantly get hit on men by men because in the five minutes that they had been standing there and near me, I had watched so many guys walk up, especially to the one girl be like, Hey, you want to dance? And she's like, no, no, no. And I was just like, isn't that bothersome? They're like, yeah, it can be, you know, some men are creeps, but it's kind of nice to get the attention too. And I was like, yeah, I can see that. And I made some other comment, maybe making a joke about hitting on them. And they're like, well, we're standing here. Like you've been here the whole time. We came up to you. I was like, oh shit. Well, Hey, let's, let's dance. And, uh, I was like, all right, well, let's get out of here. And then, so at one point I was showing her some photos we had to chat about why we're there and stuff like that. And, I was showing her photos and one of my pictures was of, I think there was like $2,500 all in hundreds on the bed that I had taken a photo of from like night one. So night one, I did quite well in poker. And then obviously when we did this, the bachelor party strip club, all that money was gone. So she's like, oh, wait a second. What's that photo all about? I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I did pretty good. That's from a couple of nights ago. And she's like, all of a sudden, you look a lot sexier. And I was just like, whoa, there's this stereotypical gold digger comment. And in my mind, I'm just like, you, you, you got to play this off. You can't, you can't have comments like that. You, you know, as much as she was a complete 9 out of 10, I didn't want that the reason to be why her and I hooked up. And I was just like, you know what? All that money plus about a thousand more is gone, which wasn't true, but I just had to say it on principle. I was like, it's that money's gone. She's like, what? Oh, that's so disappointed. You're so much harder with that money. It's just like, Jesus fucking Christ. This is ridiculous. And so another friend of mine came over and he's like, Oh, who are these two ladies? I was like, Oh yeah, these are so-and-so. Um, Anyway, uh, he's like, yeah, you want a picture with these girls? I was like, sure. So we got a picture and they're both kissing me on each cheek. And then I just get the photo of, of me and the, the one girl, the nine out of 10. And we're kissing on the, the photo. And then I said, all right, now let's just get the good looking people in the photo. And I was like, hey, out of here. And she again got so mad. And I was just like, I'm just fucking, just fucking with you. Uh, so anyways... We end up, for some reason, 
fuck, I don't even know how this happened. Going back to my hotel room, and I'm in there with the guys. And in the morning, she leaves, obviously. And my buddies are like, next time you bring a girl back to the hotel hot sauce, fucking let us know so that we can get the fuck out of here. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. So I fucking wake up on an earring that next morning, just piercing me in the back. And I message her. I'm like, hey, you left your, your earring at my hotel. Don't know if you, you need it. And she's like, no, I'll survive without an earring. So at the end of that trip, I remember going home and just kind of like my buddies are all saying how, oh, fuck man, how, how do you do it? You're such a stud and shit like that. And I'm just feeling not cool about it at the end of the day, because with the exception of the one night, it was just like, I was so fucked up the entire time I was there for like four days straight, just so drunk and not really remembering any of these details with any consistency until I saw these photos. So I get these photos from my buddy and he's like, these are all for your records, sir. And like I said, there's like 10 photos. And I was just like, I don't remember these girls. I don't remember that night. And it was just so fucked. And I was like, all right, well, whatever. So I look back at it. And these these are moments that like, it's weird because I had a super great time. It was a great trip to Vegas. But at the same time, I kind of feel a little bit of shame from it because like I was so drunk and I don't remember any of this shit really happening. And it was like so meaningless in the grand scheme of things without, with the exception of the wedding night, those other stories were just kind of, you know, it was there. And like I said, sometimes I had a hard time saying no. So I was just like, Oh fuck. It was a real slut this weekend. So anyways, we're like an hour into this. This was just one week. There's like 14 other times I went to Vegas and there's more stories like this. They're fucked. I don't know. We'll have to see what everyone thinks of these stories, if they're good or, or not. I don't know how I feel about sharing them. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're going to come at you every Sunday. We're in quarantine. I'm going to enjoy podcasting. We got lots of stories, not just from Vegas, from a lot of different places and, uh, you know, let me know what you think. If this story was good, let me know. If it sucked, tell me that too. Peace.